We're starting a little ways up on Daf Tezainum and Beis, and then get to today's Daf after the uh, we'll get to the new Perik. So, what did we learn yesterday? That's the first thing. So the Gemara brings down. Um, uh, we talked about the the Shiara. And uh, that uh, this uh, using these kanim, using these reeds, is only acceptable um, for a caravan, according to according to Rebuda, and not biyachid. The thing is, is that Rebuda seems to say that it is acceptable for a yachid, just not more than a base asayim. So the Gemara says, "You're right. What we mean that it's only meant for the shiara." is meant that the Ishar is granted called Sarcha, all of its needs, meaning as big a space as it wants. But for an individual who's using such a Mechitza, which is not a proper Mechitza, then you can, it can only have a maximum of a base Hosayim. That's basically what, what we clarified. Um, now, this we quoted Rav Nachman or Rav Bivi Barbayu who had said this. So the question is, what were they discussing where they said this? So it's going really on a different Mishnah, which says that a Mechitza that doesn't have both directions, it's not up and down and as well as across, so it's not a good Mechitza according to Rabbi Yosef Yudha at all. And on that they ask, how could it be that it's not a good Mechitza at all? Rabbi Yosef Yudha doesn't say that, because the Brisa says a Yachid and a Shara can use the rope, a, a rope Mechitza, which is only one direction. And the difference is, is that the yachid is only given base asayim. Uh, two people still share the same base asayim, and uh, three people are now officially a shiara, and therefore they get granted one per person a, ba- a, ba- a base asayim to each of them. So that's called a base shesh. It has uh, now just to remember, a base asayim is one hundred by fifty. Um, so. Um, and uh, and if it's base sheish, that would be uh, six. So that's uh, uh, one hundred by one fifty. I think would work. That, is that it? No. Yeah. Six well, no, that's six times because so sime is already two. Oh, so each each individual will have a base sime, right? Okay. Um, now. The only requirement is, is that it can't be that there's a base assignment that's unused at all. Okay, then we'll get more into that as well. Um, and that's Rabbi Yosef Buda's Shita, and the Chacham disagree. They said it doesn't matter. Yachid or Shiara, everyone is entitled to um, as much as they need with such a Mechitza. It's a perfectly fine Mechitza. As long, but there's, there's the requirement of not having a base assignment, Ponui, that even the Chacham agreed to. And that's where Rav Nachman or Rav Bivir Barbay says, "No, you're right." Meaning, when we say that a yachid doesn't, you know, doesn't get uh, this, doesn't work for a yachid, doesn't mean it doesn't work at all. It just means that it doesn't work to all of his need. Okay, that brought us to the next thing. Rav Nachman said, and then Rabbeinu Shmuel that if a yachid, yachid gets a base assigned, two people share the same base assignment. They don't get anything more than that. Um, three people is now a shiara, and they get a base sheish. So the the chacham bothered the, the rabbanim when he heard him he heard this year. They said, "What do you mean? 
uh, you, you're leaving the Rabbanan's opinion and you're going with Rabbi Yosef Yehuda's opinion. So what happened was then Rabbi Nachman made an announcement. He says, you know what? I made a mistake. We, we got it back again and said a different trush. And this trush he said, is that which I told you was a mistake? Really, it's Yachid gets a basis sign. Shnayim gets also same basis sign. They share it together. But when there's three, it's a Shiara and then they get called Sarchan. Problem is, is now Rav Nachman is mixing the two shitas because the Chacham say it's always so called Sarchan. Rav Yosef Buda says it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's a basis sign for Yachid and um, and it's never called Sarchan. The maximum is a base Sheish. So who are you switching between the two parties? As they say, you can't dance at the two chasmas, you know what I'm saying? So how are you choosing both opinions? So the Gemara says, yes, that is exactly what he's doing. And the reason is, is that in the, when it comes to the halacha of a yachid, that is, uh, there's not just reviews, reviews in that opinion. Review himself also is that opinion, that a yachid, it doesn't work for such mechitzas, uh, it only works for a besosayim. So that's why he says it's like uh, they're also uh, a group, and that's why he went with that halacha. Okay, brought us to the uh, the state, uh, statement. Rav Gidel said in the name of Rav that three in five can be prohibited, and 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 yet in seven be permitted. How can that be? So they said, did Rav really say this? So he said, on the Tanakh, I will tell you that Rav said this. Meaning, that Rav said, Rav said this. And Rav Ashi says, what's your problem? Maybe what it's saying is this. If you want to understand it, you could, it's saying like this. That it, when is it? You have, three, we have, you have uh, three people, and they're able, and they're, and they're surrounded by base chamish sa'im. So the thing is, is that the, 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 the reason why that's, uh, that's acceptable, that's not acceptable, is because they, they only use between all three people Three saws worth. So that means there's a full base of sign that's empty. And an empty base of sign is no good. And when it says that, it, that, that uh, by seven it could be okay, that's if they each spread out to a, to a full base of sign per person. So then there's, that means they're filling up a base sheish saw, and they're leaving only one saw open, and that doesn't bother us. So therefore, it's okay. Um, and that's so the Gemara says. Really, I, I we didn't think that's what it meant that you when you leave a base of sign panui. I didn't think that's what it meant because this is, doesn't it mean panui may adam that it means that there's no body um, to fill that base of, meaning that we're short in individuals per uh, base of. So the Gemara says no. It means panui mekelim his stuff. We're talking, so the more stuff you have, the more space you need. Brings us to the next thing. We, said, we talked about a very interesting Shiloh. What if there was three people and then one of them died? Does that mess up your mechitzas now? Or what if you have two people and the mechitz was a little bit too, too big for two people and now you have a third, so it's added one. Does that change the status um, or not? So we saw in the Mishnah, in the Gemara, it's Machlokas Rav Hunan, Rav Yitzchok. One opinion is that it's Din and Shabbos and in the, if in the beginning of Shabbos it's acceptable stays acceptable. In the beginning of Shabbos, it's not acceptable, stays not acceptable. Um, and the other one says, no, it goes by the Durin. And, and indeed, it will change. Now you're short one, everything's off. So who says which way? We said that it must be Rav Hunu who says that it goes by the Shabbos, because we brought down, Rabbah says that the question was asked 
from Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. What if you made an Erev um, between two chatzeros, between two courtyards, on the basis of a doorway that's shared, that they have, a, they have access to each other, or a window, and then something, like I said, give an example yesterday, a tree fell down and blocked the Pesach. So the basis for the Erev fell apart. There's still a few little windows that you can, can you, or you can put it over the wall. Can you share the space or not? Can you bring things from one to the other? So um, they said Shabbos, once it was mutter, it would say mutter. That's the idea. Even though the basis for it is lost, doesn't matter. So it goes by the Shabbos Geremis. Now, the Gemara said, maybe Ravuna and Rav Yitzchak's So we got who says what? Ravuna is the one who says Shabbos Geremis. Rav Yitzchak is the one who says that it's during Gorman. Now, what are they arguing? Maybe they're arguing in this Machlokas Tanoi. Machlokas between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yehuda. They're talking about this case. You have a Chatzar, perfectly fine Chatzar, and then one of the walls falls down. Um, or two walls, you know, whatever. Now you don't have enough of, a, of an enclosure. Or a house, which uh, got broken open uh, from both sides. Or a Mavoy, where the color is gone. Or the lachi is gone. So, um, so we saw Rabbi Yehuda hold that, that Shabbos stays motor. Next Shabbos, you better fix it before next Shabbos. But for this Shabbos, it's still okay. And Rabbi Yossi says, no. If it's motor this Shabbos, then it stays motor until next Shabbos. And if it's not motor, I mean, if it's also next Shabbos, then it's going to be also this Shabbos. It does. If the Bechitz is no good, it's no good. Even now, it's no good. Um... So, which, which we take to mean, or Rabbi Yossi is basically saying that if you don't got your mechitza, you don't got your mechitza. It's not kosher. Finished. So, so uh, maybe Rav Huna holds like Rav Yehuda, who says Shabbos Geremes, and uh, Rav Yitzchak holds like Rav Yossi, who says that it's, you know, that, that, that whatever, it is what it is. It doesn't matter what happened in the beginning of Shabbos. Yes. The principle of... Uh Able to correct Yeah. So on on natural Atzuras of Pesach, we already Paskin. They can be even larger than Tanamas, so there is no limit. There is no limit between one pole and the other one. Right. No matter how far away they are. Correct. Okay. That's the that's that's what we left off. As long as it's closed, it's closed. Yes, it's closed, but the cables were still so far away. I mean, I was thinking about our railroad. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, what we, that's the. Okay. So. Uh, so, um, so they both said, that, no, we're not bound to that machlokas. Rav, Rav Huna says that I could agree with Rav Yossi because Rav Yossi is talking about when you don't have mechitzas. That's the, that's the basic fundamental that you need. If the mechitzas fall down, then you don't have a, it's whatever, it's like the Erev falls down on Shabbos. It's not valid. What do you want? I'm saying, listen, you don't tell everybody that if they don't better, they should know because it's, Mutav again, you know, they're going to be already middle of carrying, it's not good. But if you know, you be careful, don't carry. But um, over here, you have a mechitzis. It's not a problem, a fundamental problem. The problem is, okay, 
the basis that we allowed for such mechitzas was because there were three people. Now we don't have three people. Okay, that's not a major thing. That's, that, that doesn't bother us. And Rabbi Yitzchak could say, I can even hold like Rabbi Yudah, even on the other side, even though I say that it's, that I say that, uh, that, that, that if there's not enough people, then it's a problem. But uh, Rabbi Yudah was different. He's saying it's good for that Shabbos because he said, at least you had the right amount of people there. He, maybe because according to Rabbi Yitzchak, that the Iker is the, is the people. Anyway, Bottom line is, um, that's the Machlekes. Okay, in Psaq Halach, of course, we pass in like Rafuna, like you, like you expected, that, uh, that, that, it, that once it was started out with, that, with Shabbos, it stays valid for Shabbos. Okay, in that case, but in Psaq Halach, the other thing of the Mechitza, we go by Rabbi Yossi. Okay. Um, Chachamim say that it's one of two things. So the, meaning either way, up or down or side by side. Doesn't need to be both directions. That's the same as the Tanakhama. The Chilak is can a yachid in the Yishuv build build such a mechitza, or do we say that's only acceptable in extenuating circumstances? You're traveling, you want to make an ear, you're stuck somewhere for Shabbos, and you want to be able to carry. That's a different story. Okay, brings us to the new Mishnah. We said that uh, we went on to a very interesting side topic, the topic of armies. And we said there are four special dispensations that the army is entitled to. Number one, they can get wood from wherever they want. Number two... Four they, and eight from... Four here. And they were. you mentioned that there are eight from a different source, no? No, I, we'll get to them. We'll get, there's a few more things, but uh-huh. it wasn't like... Uh, the, 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 this is special leniencies for people in the army. Number four, four listed. Number one, you can get wood from wherever you want. Two, no netilas yadayim for bread. Okay, we'll get to that. No, They're allowed sure. to eat the mai, and number f- and they don't have to. They don't have to have an erif. Those four halachas. Now, um, this is even for melchemes rishos. There's no iser gezel eitzim now uh, dried wood. And Rabbi Yudah ben Temis says there's he adds on two more things that they're allowed. They can dwell wherever they want. They can set up camp, even in private property. And the last thing, it's not really a leniency, but wherever they're killed, they get to be buried over there. Those are the two things. That's not, that's not really a leniency. That's, that's why it's not in the list of the Mishnah. Not necessarily arguing in the Matthias, but um, it's two additional exceptional things that are allowed for them. Okay. Now, what, what's the deal with the, sto- the stolen wood? So, uh, first of all, that's not, that's not nothing to do with the army. That's a takana of Yeshua. Yeshua, when he brought Chal Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, he made ten takanos that everybody has to be, uh, you know, listen, I'm sorry, you guys aren't getting this land unless you guys are going to be nice to each other. And one of the things that he required is that if I have, let's say, I own a forest and you want to bring, you know, like marshland that's not developed at all, not cultivated, and um, he wants to bring his animal to graze there, you can't say boo. So give him the, let him. No problem. It's, not, it's no skin off your back. Be nice. You understand? Don't be... But it's my property. No, you can't do that. That's one of the takanas. Number two is that if he needs wood, he can get some wood also. So you see, you're allowed to get wood. So the Gemara says what, a few answers that what, Rabbi, what Yeshua established, Yeshua Benun established, was on one level. What the army is allowed to do is a level better than that, level more than that. One version is, is that he only allowed like thin wood that's like kindling wood. Uh, you're taking little skinny pieces. 
That's not very valuable. So that's why he said you can't be picky about it. Loss. Be nice. Okay. Number two is what is and here the army can do shar eats him any wood even big pieces. Yes, because okay. the big pieces. Uh, one all, possible. All of that is valuable. Right. If that's I, one possible. Everybody used to warm themselves and lead the house with the wood. Right. Yeah. No, it's very valuable. I tell you a story. Um, uh, interesting. There's a picture of my wife's namesake, lived in Europe, uh, you know, whatever, her name was Sarah Prindle. And there's a picture, you see, the, you see her and her kids or whatever, and a dog. And we said, like, in Europe, did people have dogs? So like, what was the story? What's this? It's like a cute little dog that was right there. I'm like, I didn't understand it. And then I, I asked around, what was that? It was after the war, and, uh, and they had firewood, and they needed a dog to protect the firewood. Because people will come and convert the firewood, they wouldn't have. To. So they got a dog to be able to be like a guard dog against the, you know, like a bark if somebody comes to try and to try and cut the wood. You see what? Like, because there, if you don't have the firewood, whatever, it was the very scary thing. Thing. variable thing. Anyway, so interesting. Anyway, so the question that's one story. In um, another shot is. Is that the old what we what you should have been not allowed is that there, if there's a piece of wood that's attached, you can cut off a wood. But the wood that's already cut up, you can't help yourself to that wood. And the, but the but the army could. That's another shot. Or a third is is that what what you should allowed is is wood that's that's fresh wood where it's not as valuable. You can't take the dried out wood that's like perfect for firewood. Um, but a, but the but the army would would be allowed to. So those are the three possibilities. Okay. Second rule is they review the Bentimus added on. They can do, camp anywhere, and wherever they're killed, they can be, get to be buried. So Gemara says, Fashteitzach. What do you have to talk about that? It's the same thing as a mace mitzvah. Wherever the mace mitzvah dies, they get buried. This is not the, anything special to the army. So the Gemara says, yes, it is because even though they have family. Mace mitzvah is where there's nobody, mace mitzvah is defined when there's nobody there to, to take care of the body. But if, there's, uh, but if there's somebody there, then they're not mace mitzvah. An army person, even if he has family and next of kin, you know who it is, you know what to call, still, they have a, they're kind of mekomo, they acquire their place. On that, the Gemara got into the topic of mace mitzvah and said, is it really true that mace mitzvah acquires their place and they get to be buried right there? But it sounds like that they don't. Why? Because if you find the mis mitzvah, somebody who was killed or died or whatever, died suddenly in no idea, no identification, and he died in the middle of a street, you have to move him to either the right of the street or the left of the street. If it's on a field and it's straddling two fields, one's planted, one's plowed, and one's uh, fallow, you put him to the fallow one. When you put it, when one's uh, plowed and the other one's planted, you put him to the plowed one, not planted one. And, um, and what if they're all the same? So then you can put it whichever side that you want. So you see, you're moving the body. So the Gemara says, that's because it's, once it's already across on two properties, so you have a right to move the body, then you can move it to whichever one, whichever you one works out better. You, always, you don't just leave the, the under it. Yeah, but the point is, well, no, it sounds like that really you bad some, uh, that you're not supposed to, I don't know if you remember the story, the famous story of Rabbi Kiva, that he found a body who was killed and he, and he slept the body all the way to, uh, uh, to an to, to appropriate place, to a cemetery. That's where he naturally assumed. And they told him, he's a mace mitzvah, you have to bury him where he was. Every step that you took is an avera. 
he says, nah. so, he, so most people would say, get it, I'm out of here, you know, throw your yarmulke off. He was trying to do a good deed, right? So he said, if, if, if when I'm trying to do the right thing, get the right attitude, if I'm trying to do the right thing, even with the right kavana, I'm doing wrong, oh, I better start learning. <laughs> okay? So, and then he, he, we saw in two yeah. parshas, uh, I think in two parshas ago, that, uh, you know, when you found a body, the closest city is in charge. So right, that's right. That's they, they, are, they have to take care of the... No, that's not what we're talking about. What that's I mean, talking about, that's well, a special is, carbon that they need to bring. They're uh, like guilty for it. Uh, but they're not guilty for that. The, whether they, they leave the body where they found it? Or they yes, it yes, the that's the same thing as a mace mitzvah. Yeah, that's the different, two different things. One is yeah, mace mitzvah needs to be buried there. And who's responsible? That's an ekla arufa. That because they, okay. it's, because you, you, it's like you're at fault for okay, that. So the body stays there. Yes, that's the idea. Okay, now... Um, anyway, next thing we talked about is, is uh, we defined what it means, Rechitzas Yadayim. Rechitzas Yadayim does not mean Maim Achronim, it means Maim Rishonim. Why? Because Maim Achronim is a chovah, is an obligation. Um, and that's because of the, the Sodom salt that's very dangerous, it can blind the person. And for Sakana, they have to worry about that too. So they don't have to wash before bread, which, but they do have to wash after eating the meal. Okay? They have to wash their hands. Um, I did mention Toysvis says that in our places that where Sodom is very salt is very uncommon, you don't worry about it. But we don't have that salt anymore, no. I don't think so. Whatever. We don't even know what it is. It's salt from Sodom. What do you mean? It's uh, what do you mean? The sea salts of dead sea salts. It's very high, very powerful chemicals in it. I don't know what it is. Depending where you, you might. But nobody uh, uses it. No, the salt that we have has nothing to do with it. Do we even know what type of this is? I don't know exactly. I really can't tell you. All right. Next, we said that the, the din of Tamai, they're allowed to eat Tamai because that's the halacha of Aniyim and Achsanya. Achsanya doesn't mean guests like we normally think. It means quartering. When the, when the armies are staying in your house, you have to feed them. That was one of the... So that's an obligation, right? And that, But you can feed them Tamai. You don't have to feed them you know, glad kosher. <laughs> no, no, but that's not also. Yeah, but it's not talking about achnasas orchim achsanya. Achsanya is ta- typically talking about the army, and that's the basis. That's what he's saying. The basis that of the leniency for the army brings us to the next thing of the eruv, and we said which eruv are we talking about over here? Eruv chatzeros, which is only the rabbanu. Hebrew well, I, I just giving you an example. I didn't say real, you know. First of all, first of all, it's a very good question. Second of all, we're talking about the in particular. You don't know that it applies what what it applies to. It sounds like, but the point is, is that I when when I'm um, the Mai is the the roiv of the Mai is that it's really okay. It's a miut that we're worried about. So it's like an extra chumra. The old Tamai is an extra chumra. And the Chacham never made the gzera on Tamai. B'makayim aniyem, if you have poor people. And also b'makayim da'achsanya, because it's, it's a burden to have to take care of the, uh, to take care of the army. It's expense. And, um, and that's why they never made that, 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 that decree over there. Okay. Brings us to the Erev. Erev Chatseris is being discussed, and not Erev Tchumen, because Erev Tchumen is the Araisa. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? It's not a real love. The Gemara says, actually, it is a real love. Just because it says, Al Yetzi Ishmim Komo, Al is a, lashon, a full-fledged Lashon, just like 
Um, which is a real love. Now, what's the question? Really, the real question is this: Is that maybe isn't this love used as ashara the misas person? Meaning, it's there to warn you to be the warning, so that we'll be able to carry out a death penalty when the Torah is punishment with death, if like uh, for a Shabbos. So the Gemara says no, because this is not al yotzi; it's al yetsi. It's talking about tchumen. Tchumen, although it's isra Torah, according to the pshat over here. It's from the Torah, but it's only, it's, it's only, it's not one of the 39 malachas that gets you a death penalty. It's just a, it's a Torah, so it's a, you'll get Malchus for it. Since it's Doraisa, even the army has to set up Erev Tchumen, and that's the bottom line, Hadron and that was the end of that paradise where we left off, and we'll take it.